All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, you've seen it across the wire. We are sitting down today with Carolina Hurricanes' own Vincent Trocheck. Vincent, how's it going today, buddy? Not too bad. How about you guys? Oh, uh, you know, living the dream here out in Nova Scotia. Josh, how's it going in Toronto? All good. All good. Nothing, uh, nothing too exciting, but this is really exciting for me personally. So let's get <laughs> let's get it going. Well, definitely. Well, Vincent, we're uh, super glad to have you on the show here got a few questions I want to ask you obviously uh we'll get right into her trade deadlines around the corner so one thing I want to ask you obviously being traded from Florida to Carolina what was that experience like for you um you know basically finding out you're getting traded getting close to the trade deadline um your name's out there what that what is that feeling like knowing that you're probably going to be on the move anxious honestly and um for me playing in florida for seven seven and a half years i was there my whole career it was it was just something that wasn't it was new to me you know it wasn't something that i was used to or, or ready for and um luckily i was able to come to a team that um has a great coach great great guys in the team and, and a team that has a chance to win so uh, i was lucky in that aspect of it but from a from a trade standpoint it was it was all just, it's weird, it's new, it's a little awkward, but um, once I got to Carolina and started playing games, it all kind of just settles down. So when that situation is unfolding for you and, you know, you're you're looking at the fact that you might be moving, does it hinder anything? Does it, you know, put in the back of your mind, hey, where am I going? Are you asking your agent, hey, do you know what teams are interested? Do you know all that, like, when it's coming along? Or is it just uh, the day of, hey, this is who – they're trading you to and this is it or is there like a walking through process hey this is the team that's interested this team's interested etc no it kind of just happens really it's i mean uh i guess it depends on the situation and, um for me it was i had an idea for about a day or two leading up to it and that was about it and then um my agent gave me a call the night before the, the deadline and just said there's a chance that you're gonna get moved and he threw out a couple teams, but it was all just speculation, really, and he wasn't really sure where I'd end up. And um, obviously, you get a call the day of the trade deadline, right before the deadline, and that's how I found out from our, our GM for Daryl. Yeah, so I mean, getting traded to Carolina is huge, and obviously, a team wanting to acquire you and your services speaks to the type of player you are. Um, you know, obviously, I've watched you in Florida, I've watched you now in Carolina. You're a guy that. Uh, likes to play a little bit hard and then, you know, we enjoy watching you play. Josh can probably echo that sentiment as well. Um, you know, making your way over to Carolina and you look at that team and you look at Rob Brindamore as the coach and just the players on it, they play a brand of hockey that really can wear guys down. Um, for you, how do you like the fit there and how do you like the style of play that they run? The fit's been great. Um, Roddy's made it pretty easy for me. He's uh, a good players coach and, all he really asked is for the guys to work hard. So uh, when I came over, it was pretty simple. I just went out there and and did what I do and worked as hard as I possibly could and, and played with a little bit of grit. And, and uh, it ended up meshing pretty well. And the way that I play fits into the style of hockey in Carolina pretty well. Well, the good thing about Rod Brindamore, too, is he's, uh, I don't know, watching him play when I was younger – um, he's a guy that I bet you if he asks you to do something, it's nothing he wouldn't do himself on the ice. Right, exactly. He's got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of background in the backup, what he's saying. So uh, <laughs> the 1,500 NHL games, I think he, he gets a little respect whenever he speaks up. 
yeah, he's, he's pretty right to speak his piece. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty animated on the bench too. I always like uh, seeing what he's saying and trying to lip read what it is. I'm sure uh, you hear some things coming out of his mouth, but he's a he's a beauty for sure. Yeah, he put, he's coaches with emotion just like he did when he played. He wants to win, and that's that's pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> so you look at this team here with Carolina. Obviously, they're a team that's looking to probably make a huge run this year. You got Freddie Anderson between the pipes and, you know, growing up as a Leaf fan, you know, myself watching Freddie thrive over there is great. Kind of hurts to see him doing well and not with us, but what can you say about Freddie and just what he's brought to this team in the net position? Because obviously stability there is huge for any team. He's been phenomenal for us this year. I think that was one of the things that we were really looking to get this offseason. From last year, we had a team that really had a chance and, uh, I think uh, goaltending was one thing that we needed to improve on this off season. And went out and got Freddie, and, and that kind of showed everybody that we were really in that business. And he's been even better than anybody anticipated this year. And there's been a lot of games that he's kept us in, and a lot of games that he's actually won us. So uh, obviously, in the playoffs, that's something that is extremely important. Um, goaltending can can make or break a, a team. So having him back there it obviously gives us a little bit more confidence going into the playoffs. Is that one thing for a player? Like, you know, obviously you played in front of some good goaltenders. Um, is it something to say, you know, having the confidence in your goalie back there for your play that allows you to go out and do things because you don't have to worry about, hey, if we give up a chance, you know, we're going to be down having the stabilizing thing in net. But now with Freddie, but obviously, like I said, you've had some great goaltenders behind you before too. Yeah, he, he gives you that confidence. It helps a lot, obviously, uh, not having to worry about it. Uh, I think sometimes for us this year it's been a little bit we've been a little bit too confident and maybe a little bit too loose uh, in the neutral zone or in the D zone knowing that he's back there but at the end of the day yeah it's obviously huge for our confidence to have a guy back there that you know is going to make that big save definitely what's his demeanor like in the net when we had him in Toronto he didn't really seem to say much to his players and obviously we can't hear that we're watching on on the television is he very vocal out there or is he kind of keep to himself no, he's he's uh he's quiet. I mean, uh, off the ice, he's a great guy. Uh, friends with everybody. On the ice, he, he kind of gets into a mode, um, gets into his zone during games. It doesn't say much, and just focuses on the game and doesn't let too much bother him, which is pretty important as a goaltender. You you talk about the addition of Freddie being huge, and obviously we know the impact he had here in Toronto. Um, for you, this season here with the Carolina Hurricanes, obviously teams are looking to load up and bolster their lineup. If you had to put your GM cap on for a second, Vincent, what would be one thing you think the Carolina Hurricanes could add to put them over the top? Um, I, just, I think maybe a little bit of grit, something that the playoffs really asked a little bit more of is players that play a little bit harder and make things difficult on the other team. I think that could be something that we – we go for heading into the playoffs. Other than that, I, I don't think there's much that we really need to do. We have great forwards, great D, great, uh, great defensemen, or uh, great goaltending, obviously, like we just talked about. So uh, I, I think at the end of the day, we're going to err on the side of just staying put, if I had to guess. Well, we'll talk about that right there. Obviously, you talk about you know adding a player that has a little bit of grit, maybe a little bit more sandpaper. Uh, for you, when you're playing, is there a player that sticks out in your mind that when you play this player that you either play hard against him or you find that he plays really hard against you, uh, whether it's a Tchuk, maybe a, 
a bunting in Toronto or just someone throughout the league that maybe uh, just you like to go up against and put your best out there? Because I don't think everybody's got their their person that they really want to play against or whatever their profession is. They really want to set in and say, hey, I'm taking this level to the next one right here. There's really, I actually got this question a little, not too long ago. There's really not anybody that, in specific, that I'm just going to give it a little bit extra. I, I think it's in the way I play and how competitive I am. You're pretty much getting that no matter who you are. And I'm going to play hard from no matter who I'm playing against. So, I mean, sometimes I get under guys' skin. It's just whatever's going on in the game, there might be a player that, that I end up getting on, but it's, it's not anything like that it that carries over from game to game so nothing that you take with you well i mean hey you know chirping and having fun on the ice is that something you like to do obviously and i mentioned michael bunting he's probably pretty good for that here in toronto um you know brennan gallagher in montreal uh there's players that just know how to talk that talk and really get under your skin is that part of your game and an element that you really like to uh to throw out there against guys because you know, getting that retaliator penalty, that's that's huge. And coaches kind of love that too. They won't say it. But, I mean, if you can get a guy to draw a penalty against you, that's something the coach will love every day of the week. Yeah, it's not – I mean, it's not something that I'm looking to – going into a game looking for. It's just something that ends up happening. I, I do end up getting into it. I draw with guys. But uh, it's all in competitive, good fun. What's the, uh, I don't know if you can even repeat it, but what's the best chirp you've heard so far this season? I always love hearing that stuff. Oh, man, I know there was a good one. I just can't, I, I can't remember. I usually, I tune them out as much as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> usually it's something to do with my, my schnoz. <laughs> well, you, you listen to, uh, you listen to everybody talking so far, you know, about, this season, you know, sometimes getting to play in front of fans, obviously here in Canada, we're just getting that back. Um, but speak to last year, obviously not getting to play in front of the crowd. We used to ask this question of players coming on before, you know, do you really hear the crowd noise? Do you tune it out? Does it affect you? And now we're seeing players across the league saying, hey, the crowd really matters. The atmosphere really matters. And some guys even saying, I didn't realize how much it mattered. I'm wondering for you, I, I know it's probably a cut and dry answer, but does the crowd matter and does that atmosphere matter and now more than ever? Yeah, I think it really opened guys' eyes once we didn't have fans and then going back to having fans again, that it really opened guys' eyes a little bit. It, it does matter. It makes a difference. Um, having that home crowd advantage or being on the road in like a Nashville or a, a Minnesota kind of place where it's, it's tough to play against whenever they have the fans roaring, it definitely makes a difference. What's the loudest barn in your opinion in the NHL? I was expecting you to say maybe Montreal or something like that. I guess Montreal's got to get rocking first. Though. Montreal's awesome to play. I don't know if I'd say it's the loudest, but it's up there probably. So, I don't know if you've seen this, but earlier this season, there was a game between the Winnipeg Jets and Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to ask this for your opinion. Um, when Winnipeg beat Toronto in Winnipeg, the shot of the locker room was, is there no better feeling than beating the Leafs? Um, I want to ask you, is there, does that happen in locker rooms often where there's a team you guys just really like to get up and beat? I know Pittsburgh and Washington probably have the same opinion of each other. Um, you know, Detroit and Colorado back in the day. Uh, but is there a team that when you guys get that victory against them, it's like, yeah, boys, we got this one. 
Yeah, there's a few teams that we've actually became rivals with over the last couple of years. I'd say Washington, Boston, team that's knocked us out of the playoffs a couple of times. Uh, obviously, you hold that dear and close to your heart, so beating them is nice. Uh, other than that, it's not. I think those are probably the two most fun to beat. Yeah, well, the 6 nothing game against Boston the other day, that had to feel good. You scored in that one, too, so that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to beat them, especially in Boston. <laughs> so I want to ask you this question here. You guys just played the Toronto Maple Leafs last week, and, you know, I want to get the opinion of you. This team has been labeled a lot of things uh, the past couple of years, whether it's soft or an easy team to play against or, you know, once the, the pressure gets on them, they're not very good in their own zone and all that kind of stuff. For you playing Toronto this year, do you notice anything different of that squad? Anything different now than – than when? And last year or the, the year before that last year, because you didn't play them last year. But, you know, in years previous, obviously, they you know, the compete level and stuff like that hasn't been very very high for the Maple Leafs. So I want to know if you notice anything different out of them this year. Mm, I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, like you said, we didn't play them last year. They've had a good team for a while now. And always, it's always tough to play against. They have a lot of firepower. So uh, it's always tough going to play against those guys. You, know, you got you to be on your A game defensively to play against them. But, um, I think that's something that the league expects now. No, definitely. Well, for you, looking forward to the rest of the season here, what is one thing that you have set as a goal that you want to achieve this season before the end of it? Obviously, the Stanley Cup's one of them. I know that. I think that's first and foremost is winning the Stanley Cup. I think we have to keep doing it. So I'm pretty sure that's what everybody on our team is focused, focused on. On your team, I've got to ask you this question, and this one might get a little uh, ire in the locker room, so if you don't want to answer it, I understand. Who's the guy that you would pick as a sleeper-type player that nobody's talking about that you know is just one of those guys that can really either put up points or do something that nobody else can that nobody's talking about? There's actually a few on our team. I'd say about four defensemen that nobody are talking about on our team that probably should get a lot more height. Um Jacob Slavin, Brie Brett Pesci, Tony D'Angelo are all doing some pretty ridiculous things this year, offensively and defensively, that nobody seems to be talking about. But, but those guys are, are all real special players. No, they definitely are. And listen, I mean, as we're hockey nuts, so we're knee-deep in it, but, you know, listening to you name those players, it's not surprising. And those are players that we all have an eye on. And we all marvel, I guess, as podcast guys, the defense that the Carolina Hurricanes have because it is one of the best defenses in the NHL. Not to mention the forward corps isn't too bad, especially with yourself mixed in there. Um, you look at this squad and, you know, going forward through this season, um, you want to make it to the playoffs. You want to go on a big run. Um, what is the one key to success that you would say Rod Brindamore would tell you and the team that it is to run forward and basically win those 16 games and hoist Lord Stanley's mug? That Brindamore would say that you guys have to focus on the most the rest of this season and through the playoffs to hoist that Stanley Cup. I think it's just playing simple. The way we play and the way that our system's set up is for us to play simple. It's, it's grind teams down. Like you said earlier, we're a team that has to really we, – we try to play hard, play physical. We, we are a four-checking hockey team. Um, we probably try to play pretty simple, win two, one, one up in games. I think going into the playoffs, that's, that's the way all the – all the games that playoffs are really played. So for us, it kind of plays right into our system. 
Vincent, it just uh, we just wrapped up the uh, the All Star Game weekend, um, and now teams really start to ramp it up. What is that correct? Is the teams really start to just kind of tune in on the fine details here and get ready for that playoff push? Yeah, I think so. It's just a matter of kind of really fine tuning everything that you've built in this off season, in the beginning of the season, the second half to kind of get into the playoffs and make a real splash. So does that, what does that include? Is it more intense practices, more video meetings? What would, uh, what, what kind of changes between, you know, um, you know, a regular, regular season week in October and a regular season week in February? No, it's not a whole lot different in that sense of video and everything like that. We do the same thing preparing for each game at a time. Um, maybe it's just a little bit less on the ice, a little bit less in the gym, trying to make sure that we're all staying rested and staying healthy. So I'm going to ask you, we've got three more questions for you here, and then we're going to cut you loose. It sounds like you got a little bit going on there. Um, so I want to ask the question. <laughs> no, no worries, man. No worries. I got my little ears right now jumping off the ottoman, so I can hear her thumping through the floor. So I know the feeling. Um, I want to ask – the noise around your team, whether it's negative or positive, is that something that you guys tune into? And I ask that question because we love the storm surge. Some people don't. Um, you know, the things that Carolina Hurricanes do on social media, some people love it, some people don't. I personally do. I love the fact that teams are actually, you know, starting to have a character and do different things. Um, do you guys pay attention to any of that? Do you guys hear any of that? Do you feed into any of that and have fun with it yourselves or is it strictly just something that the uh, the PR stuff does and you guys just focus on the hockey? We, obviously we hear it. We have social media. We hear it. We see it. I mean, I don't think we're buying too much into anything that anybody else is saying about us. We, we're, we're focused on hockey. We're not taking any of it personally. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we do the storm surge and it, people don't like it that's fine the fans love it and that's what brings fans into the stands and, and us having a loud stadium these last couple of years has been a, a big reason for that is is that storm surge so you can't really argue with it um other than that no we're just playing hockey we don't really think about anything that anybody else is saying no that's the best way to go uh second last question uh probably last one for me josh you can have the last one here but i want to ask you obviously you're a ufa at the end of the year is there any breaking details that you can give us here today that uh, may lead us to believe that you're going to be a long-time Carolina Hurricane? <laughs> I wish there was some breaking news. <laughs> I don't have anything for you. No worries. Well, we'll look for that news to come down the pipeline. Uh, Josh, I'll turn it over to you for the last question. Mine has absolutely nothing to do with the NHL, but I know in 2006 you played in the, uh, I think it's called the Quebec Pee Wee International Hockey Tournament. I or something still named like that that tournament it gets a lot of talk um from you know former players current players can you just kind of give us the whole experience of what that was like and kind of the the whole mystique around that tournament because i wasn't lucky enough to play in it i know a couple people that have and they said some great things about it yeah it was awesome i mean it's a core memory as a kid playing youth hockey you remember for the rest of your life we were there for i think like 10 to 15 days yeah do it I mean, it was 10 feet of snow, and you go sledding and tobogganing and all this different stuff. And the tournament's obviously a lot of fun, a lot of uh, a lot of competition all over North America. Um, it's something that all the, every kid that's able to go cherishes and, and remembers for the rest of their life. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I've always, I always hear great things about that tournament. So hopefully, uh, it won't won't be me playing pee wee hockey, but maybe one day one of my kids could. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, Vincent, I want to, I want to say thank you very much for taking the time today. I know you're very busy, obviously. Want to wish you best of luck for the rest of the season. Look forward to maybe getting you on again towards the playoffs and see where everybody's at. But uh, good luck, stay healthy, and uh, I guess go Canes, go for today. <laughs> Yeah, we'll love that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. No worries. Have a great appreciate day. Appreciate your time. All right, guys. Take care. Cheers. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent Trocheck of the Carolina Hurricanes. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.